Hello. Hello. Is this thing on? Testing one, two. Seven, twelve. Forty-two. I think it's working. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's working. Hey everyone. It's Maria. And Evan. And we're in the same room. This is very weird. It's very weird. This has never happened in the history of the Sirthos podcast that we've <laughs> been in the same room together. And we are not in... Maryland, great state of Maryland. We are Arizona. Yeah, we're here in Scottsdale. Yay! Uh, and we can't feel our feet, <laughs> <laughs> or like actually probably the lower half of our bodies. That's legit. Yeah. After not dancing really <laughs> intensely for a year and a half, at least this has definitely been. Uh, um, oh wow! Yeah. This is what it feels like again to go. How many hours do we do? Um, six? Yeah. Ish? Five? So, well, Twelve? Ten? Well, we, we, we've been dancing from ten until four, so we need someone with some math skills six. out there. Six. 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 <laughs> with the time change. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we decided to do a podcast. This is part one of at least probably a two-part series for our, our um, season one wrap up, which is so crazy and a very huge thank you. First off to everyone who has reached out to us, who listens to this podcast, who downloads it, um, gives us like a like or a rating. Um, this has been way more than we have anticipated and we have some really cool things planned for the next, um, few recording sessions. We're already starting to book for season two. Um, so if you're out there and listening, and if you're a fan of the podcast, send us a message like, Cierto, right on into that DM, Greek style, you know, um, just slide on in and literally join us. Um, some people are like, oh, I'm not a dance director. Like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a dance director to be on this podcast. We want to know, like, what got you into dancing and what keeps yeah. you into dancing. The whole point of this podcast was that we all dance ciertos. Exactly. And no matter what, you know, what region we dance from, what motivates us to dance, we all have that passion that love for dance just like every area of greece dance is here those because mm-hmm. i mean it's kind of a little cheesy but you know that's the, the sure that, mm-hmm. i mean that hey it's I'm the, all about the chase it's marie and evan <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah we we i think we didn't quite know what we were going to get out of the podcast when we started it and no clue when we started talking to people and we heard like this was my story. This is what motivated me. And I was inspired by this person and like really just understanding, wow, at the, at the core of it all, like we all have that same kind of motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing everybody talking about it was just, it was an eye opening experience. So I think for us, we really learned a lot more about, um, how similar we all are and how mm-hmm. much we're, we have the same kind of motivations. I mean, our stories are all different. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not the same story each person we heard, but that underlying, it was almost like verbatim. Mm-hmm. Like 
that aha moment that people had what that really got them into dance and made them love it. So yeah. that was, it was an incredible journey and we're definitely We've got some really awesome people slated to tell their story still. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm, I think we're going to hear even more and more like beautiful yeah. stories. Yeah. And we want to hear from you guys. I think the biggest takeaway for me was that dance and specifically Greek dance. And, and this may be the case with other types of dancing, but I think specifically Greek dance is the connector piece to a lot of people. It is what keeps people at the church. Like it is what brings people to a church. It's what, you know, makes people feel connected to a community. Um, and when you have that disconnection, it's not fun, you know? Um, and I feel like if I've learned one thing from talking to all the different people we had on this podcast and even, you know, like Chris King, who is, if you haven't listened to his episode, highly encourage you to do it. He's not Greek, right? He's obsessed and in loved in love with Epiros. But what pulled him there and what kept him there was the connection and was how, you know, when we step on the dance floor, we are all connected. Um, And I think if I've taken anything away from the people we've spoken to, it's be kind and foster that connection because you don't know what people are like, not to get too heavy and too deep um, because that's for the, the next one of these, but like you don't know what people are dealing with outside, in their head, at work, at home, at school, whatever. And when you come to the dance floor, everyone comes on the same with the same two feet. You know what I mean? Um, and we're just so connected with that. And like where else other than like college athletes probably feel the same thing. Like when they come onto the field, like with their team and, and that kind of stuff, or I guess professional athletes too, like whatever. Um, but that connection is just something that you can't um, even really put into words. And, and one of the reasons why we wanted to podcast out here from Seahee Weekend is because that connection is here, you know, and we're seeing it firsthand. It's like the first time we've seen people in a year and change. We can probably even round it up to probably two years, at least for us, where that connection it's, is like blooming. It's funny because, I mean, there's people out here that we've, you know, seen them in person before. Mm-hmm. It's not the first time we're meeting. Um, but I mean, it, it's maybe only been like one or two times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the people we've talked to on the podcast, yeah. but like seeing them here in person, like the greeting is just, you know, it's like long lost buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just such a, I mean, we talk about this a lot this season, but like, there's such a deep bond that's instantly formed through dance that mm-hmm. you like you're all, you're like ten steps into the friendship because mm-hmm. you know that you all have that same passion for Greek culture, Greek mm-hmm. dance. So you've skipped over like the introductory things. Like, yeah. oh, what do you like to do? Yeah. <laughs> well, we know what we all yeah, like to exactly. do. <laughs> yeah. Greek dance, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, it is you know like so seeing these people this weekend um it it just felt it definitely warmed my heart instantly to just have that kind of warm reception but then like people we've never met before Mm -hmm. that you know were sitting at our table and people came up to us and like you're the podcast people and (laughs) so you know like again it's just those connections um 
that's what it's all about. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I think for those of you who haven't gotten back to dance, um, obviously people have their own reasons for it. There are still restrictions. There are still things going on, but do it because man, it feels one, like you're going to be sore, hydrate, stretch, (laughs) take your Advils, whatever you need to do. But it feels so good just to be, just to be back, you know? Um, and I really think like, I am a firm believer that, um, like what we do in our lives has a direct effect like on everything, right? It's like a ripple effect. So, um, you know, kind of going back to that, like be kind and like, you know, if you're listening to this and you have a dance group, like reach out to people, be like, Hey, I haven't, you know, we haven't danced and maybe someone hasn't been there for like a few years, build that bridge again, pull them back in, you know what I mean? Um, invite them back in, like drop, put your, we all have egos. We express them in very different ways and they're good, but pull, put that aside and bring those people back in. Like, I really feel like now is such a time for communities and dance groups and everything like that, you know, to just really be all inclusive and, and just to bring everyone back together because it's, when you step back on there, like, it's weird at first. At first I was like, oh, geez, I feel so uncomfortable. I haven't done this in a while. I'm an old lady, you know. Um, but, hmm. man, like, by the end I was like, all right, I'm walking kind of funny, but, like, this is what I've missed, you know. Yeah. So just do it. Just get back to it when you can safely. And, and if you can't yet, start making those those strides with the people that are close to you or that were close to you with dance, in my opinion. I think I think we definitely have witnessed that both in the podcast, but in in other things. And, and this is a topic that we're gonna definitely expand on in mm-hmm. part two of this, um, because you know, like what your story may be, um, maybe it seems so awesome and perfect to you, um, but somebody, the person next to you, like their story might be awesome in its own way, Mm -hmm. but it might also be struggled and Mm -hmm. riddled with, you know, challenges. And again, that one connector piece Mm -hmm. between us all is dance. And if we use that as a tool to help people and a tool to heal people and a tool to, you know, build up people, then that's like, that's where the, the real beauty of it comes out. Yeah. So it's, it's not, everybody has that picturesque, perfect story. Um, you know, some people, some people got to go to Greece every summer and had Mm -hmm. like tons of exposure to dance and, you know, huge dance program backing them. And other people had to work a lot harder Mm -hmm. for it. A lot of Mm people, some people, I probably say there's a lot of people that, you know, they have a passion for it, but it's not as readily available or maybe it's, you know, different emotions um you know we all end up in the same place of loving it but the journey to get there is different for each of us so i think you know i definitely echo what maria says that um don't take for granted what you have don't take for granted what you know your experience is um and understand that everybody has their own thing going on and use Mm -hmm. use dance for what it really can and should be and Mm -hmm. that's that is the huge connector absolutely absolutely and i would say too another piece is like travel when you can like we had been planning on coming out for this weekend 
life happens and a bunch of other things were happening in my life um, at the same time. And like, mm-hmm. I could have just been like, deuces, I can't, I can't swing this. But, um, you know, when you have the opportunity, do it. And if you need help, um, getting those opportunities, talk to people, you know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, like for us, if we had a friend who wanted to come with us, like come stay in our hotel room, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying like, there are are ways to make it happen. There are definitely ways to make it happen. And you know, the, the money that you spend at these types of weekend is weekends is so well spent because it's not something that you can just get, you know what I mean? Like if, if you think about, you know, how much something like a dance conference costs versus like, think about how much, if you go get coffee every day, it probably is like one month of coffee, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, so I would just say like, seize the opportunities, even if you go by yourself, even if you're like, I'm not a great dancer, I don't know anyone, blah, blah, blah. Like by two hours in, you're, you're going to be pals with everyone because you're all going to be sweaty and like in the same boat you know, and those walls like fall down. Like, I think one of the things that I learned from the podcast is everyone in their own way talked about the walls that they have, you know what I mean? Or that they, they had with dance at some point in time, um, and how dance pulls those walls down, you know, and that's the exact same thing happened today. I would say probably like halfway through Sarando's set, not even like halfway through the second song, it was like, all right, we're all in this together. Like, it was just so much more chill, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I know we talked about this going into it. Like, we definitely had some of our own walls up. Mm-hmm. We were not really sure what the vibe was going to be. We yeah. weren't sure, you know. Um, we're on the older side of, you know, 30. You know, I mean, we're East no, Coasters. <laughs> we're East Coasters in Arizona. It's yeah. like we yeah, don't yeah. really know anybody at the conference yeah. aside from, you know, we know the people instructing. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, yeah, so we're going into kind of an unknown territory, unknown group of people. Yeah. Um, and that can certainly be intimidating to people. And it definitely was, it, it is and was a little bit yeah. intimidating to us. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, again, we're here because we love to dance. Mm-hmm. And that, that is such a powerful thing. So it, yeah. it truly does, and it did again today, that passion for dance overcame all of those Mm -hmm. walls we ended up you know really talking to some awesome people Mm -hmm. made a lot of connections realized that in fact we know all the same people anyway you know we may not know you but you know this person and we know that person and we know your dance instructors (laughs) so you know like it all goes you know if we made a giant web of all the dancers in america canada south america europe Mm -hmm. The amount of links that mm-hmm. are between us all would blow everybody's mm-hmm. mind. I mean, we we kind of have like a visual of mm-hmm. everybody we talk to in the podcast and how many times we cross paths with these people without mm-hmm. even realizing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we could have been friends 20-some years ago mm-hmm. because we were at that conference together. And then we were at that conference together. And we yep. went to this event. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. <laughs> it's like a. A family tree with a lot of what is that expression like shared branches or something like that I don't know <laughs> um so Ev, I want to ask you a question thinking back to the 20 episodes that we recorded which is crazy 20 mm. holy cow um what was your favorite 
I don't want to say necessarily favorite episode, but what was like something that really sticks out as like a favorite moment for you? Oh, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, the funny thing about it is after every episode that we recorded on the <laughs> podcast, we'd always turn the recording off yeah. and then continue to talk for another like yeah. 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes, right. whatever. <laughs> and I'd always say, I'd, I'd always be, we'd have these conversations. I'd be like, we should totally be recording this yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, but I think um, one thing that really sticks with me um, is overcoming fears. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked to, I mean, one person really stands out in my mind with this conversation, but there, I, I think there was a number of people that we interviewed that were like super nervous and almost to the point of like, terrified of getting on the podcast and telling their story because, mm-hmm. um, you know, a fear of being judged. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think this is a topic that me and Mary have talked about a lot that we want to really expand on. So I'm not going to j- dive into it too much. Um, but, um, you know, it's almost, I look at it as like, I wouldn't say the bad side of dance, mm-hmm. But like the potential downfall mm-hmm. of what we do. Sure. So as much good as we see in dance and like, and that was kind of like, that's almost kind of like an eye opening thing for me. It's like, we talk about all the great things about dance and we talk about the community and all this, but we need to understand that mm-hmm. everything good has the potential to hurt someone if we're not of course, conscious of it. So, um, you know, community we build, uh, needs to be uplifting and we need to focus on what that community really means and mm-hmm. what, you know, like what, how do you make a true community that supports mm-hmm. each other? Um, cause I, we talked about that a lot too. Like so many people we interviewed, mm-hmm. I think it was a very, it was mind blowing to me, um, being approachable mm-hmm. and how afraid people are mm-hmm. to reach out, you know, like, um, you know, I'm going to say Adi, Adi Yortitis was, you know, I was always intimidated by him mm-hmm. and then I met him and now I dance with him mm-hmm. and, you know, but to hear him in the podcast saying, I love to help people yeah, and I, I want people, I would much rather you reach out to me and mm-hmm. ask for that help than to, you know, go to a competition, fall on your face and mm-hmm. then afterwards say, oh, I should have reached out to yeah. you. Yeah. So it's like, those are the two things, like making sure that we're using dance for good mm-hmm. um, and not being critical and not judging people and not putting people down that are trying. Yeah. Because everybody that's doing this is trying. Nobody's out there doing this to hurt people or to... Right. Or to so, make like a mockery you know, like, Not it. everybody is going to be a stellar, you know, A-plus dancer, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that their passion is any less. Absolutely. Um, so using dance as a platform for good kind of was a big takeaway from what we talked about, but then the approachability aspect, Yeah, I'd say those are the two biggest things. And, um, everybody who does this, does it because we love to, Mm -hmm. everybody who does this, does it because, um, we want to keep the tradition alive Mm -hmm. and we want to pass it on. Mm -hmm. The only way we do that, is by keeping the conversation open and mm-hmm. keeping the information flowing 
and being there to help each other. Mm -hmm. So I would say that. Yeah. I feel like for me, I don't know if I have a favorite moment or a moment that sticks out the most for me, but I think something that sticks out for me is, um, how many people have listened to this and been like, Oh my gosh, this is bringing back so many memories of like what I loved, especially one person who I, I talked to, um, quite frequently. And we had her, her brother on the podcast. Um, and it's such an honor because I have so much respect for her as a person from an organization that we were involved with, you know, outside of dance. And, and I've known her since I was maybe 15. Um, but you know, she listens to the podcast and she's like, Maria, this is bringing back like all these memories for me and stuff like that. And what's kind of crazy to me is like, where do those memories go? You know what I mean? Like, yes, there is continuation of dance. Like there are people who are growing and developing in dance. And there are people who are far younger than us who are dedicating their time and starting dance groups like at their college and then going home to help teach. So there is continuation in that, but like, where are these memories? And, and a lot of times, like the memories that you hold closest to your heart are ones that like you have only experienced, right? It's, it's not like, you know, everyone has experienced the same things with dance, but I think that has been like the coolest thing for me because, you know, hearing that from her and and just hearing how much she's enjoying listening to people sort of recount things. Um, and I even think about like when we talked to Dean and you guys who have listened to that podcast with Dean, it's about two hours long, but really our conversation with Dean was closer to four hours. Um, and he let us and you all into so many different aspects of his life, like from when he was a young kid, like just starting out in the eighties or even before that the late seventies. Right. That's like some intimate shit. That's like really, really deep. Like, and you know, I hope that when people listen to that and I I think like, you know, you might need to like listen to parts of it and go back to it or re-listen or whatever. Um, you know, just think about like how much people are sharing and, and truly how much of their lives and how much of your lives for everyone who's listening that you have dedicated to something that we have brought from Greece and I think made better in many aspects here and helped to really preserve and to cultivate it here. Right. You know, I think when we touched on that, yeah, like what's happened in America has been the spark that has yeah. relit the flame yeah. back in Greece. Yeah. You know, like the, the thirst for information, the thirst for preserving and the thirst for exploration. Yeah. I feel like that had to have had an impact in Greece for people to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. These are beautiful traditions. Mm-hmm. Or we need to somehow like do a better job of reaching out to the old people in the village and, or wherever, and, you know, having them somehow, I'm using air quotes here. You guys can't see that like record, (laughs) um, like their traditions and their histories. Like I, I have distinct memories of my Gaga in her house, which was right across um, from the Megara, like where all this, the, like, I mean, Panagias was there. Like if you didn't go up to the northernmost village, you came to our village, um, for Bunagias and maybe one other, but whatever. Um, and you know, she was teaching me how like she did Carpathian dancing. You know what I mean? It's like, 
that is carried on through all of us. Like I would say that all of us have had that and now we're like growing and developing it. So I I can't stress enough that you all who have decided whether you give part of your life, like you dance in a dance group or you teach or you direct or you help to organize costumes or whatever, you guys are carrying on traditions that without everyone who's doing it across the world, wherever they may be, they would have died. Like these would have completely died out. Yeah. And it's not a one person thing. No. Like, <laughs> no. like it takes all of us mm-hmm. keeping these traditions alive. Um, you know what I mean? And there's every, everybody contributes in their own way. Like there are people out there that are doing the research, that yeah. are gathering information, that are putting together resources and all that. Not everybody who is an excellent dancer, an excellent instructor, an excellent director is also necessarily an excellent researcher. Right. So it's it's understanding what each of our role in this is. Like I, I, I was having this conversation with somebody today. Like I'm not a researcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you know, at the drop of a hat, I can't tell you this particular dance from this particular village and so mm-hmm. and so and so and so and so can i do that dance absolutely mm-hmm. you know when the music comes on do i know the right dance to do with the song yes do i have all those facts about that dance you know quickly accessible in my brain no mm-hmm. I, that's not how i'm wired yeah um i hear a dance and do a dance but so that's my contribution that's mm-hmm. my role um and understanding and appreciating where we all fall into this, mm-hmm. but it does, it takes all of us keeping this alive. It takes mm-hmm. all of us, um, doing our part mm-hmm. to make this what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, one person, you know, can't do it all. It, yeah. And then the contributions that each individual makes mm-hmm. are tremendous and awesome, mm-hmm. but if the entire fate of Greek culture and Greek dance lied on one person's shoulders, it'd be so boring. We'd be doing, <laughs> we'd be doing the polka. I don't yeah. think the polka is as detailed as Greek dancing. Like no offense to my Polish friends, um, who might be listening. Um, but there, there's not like 9 million polkas or I don't think No, I'm going to consult with someone. Let's, we're but, not going to commit to that. Statement right. In, yeah. Don't we... fact check me. Okay. <laughs> fact checkers that are listening. I think there might be some validity to that. All right. But... but like also, and gosh, oh, this is going to, this is going to date me. Um, I posted something on my LinkedIn a while ago um, and it really spoke to me. And I feel like it was during, I'm going to look it up. I feel like it was during Lent maybe, or possibly before. And I probably should know. Um, but I was listening to a sermon and it was about the talents, right. And about that Bible passage, um, or that gospel about Mm -hmm. the talents. And I'm literally trying to look this up on my LinkedIn. Can't you see your posts on LinkedIn, like your old Facebook posts? What's going on here? Um, okay. Anyway, so paraphrasing basically, right. Like people were given talents and essentially back in the day, talents, right. were not necessarily like skills. It was like money or, or some attribute, right. Um, like a, a tangible thing. And the story is that, and I'm going to get this wrong and I'm sorry, I'm a Sunday school dropout. Um, it's been a long time, <laughs> but 
basically people, they didn't misuse them, but they just didn't use them. They like one person buried his talents. You yeah, know what I mean? Had, the, the first one was given five talents. Right. But he like hid them. The one with five invested, whatever you want to call, mm-hmm. put it to work and he doubled it. Right. The one with three, again, put it to work. He didn't quite double it, but made it whatever four. the one with one, um, was scared to lose it, so he did nothing. He buried it. He had one, you know, to come back to, but that was it. So it's 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 a you know. Yes. Okay. I found my LinkedIn post. Okay. So this was four months ago. So I don't even know when that was. And I wrote that I did some virtual church hopping. Apparently, I really felt that this needed to be posted on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> and perhaps someone would argue that a lesson from church wasn't appropriate for LinkedIn, but. Um, I was doing this and I, I was working on my doctoral work, which is essentially in like nursing leadership. We can, we can call it that. So these are my points. Nothing is gained without work, risk and effort, right? So think about that with dance. You're not going to gain anything. And, and for those of you who are like competitors and, and go to HDF, FDF, wherever it might be, you know that, right? Like you have to work. Um, you have to, you have to risk, a lot and you have to put effort in, right? Because you could work really hard, you could risk it all, and then you don't put effort in when you need to and you're giving up on your talent, right? Um, we are given a starting point. Do you recognize what you've already been given, right? So think about that. Think about like we are so lucky in so many ways and I think sometimes we may wish and want for more than what we have, but we are given a starting point and Imagine if you weren't in the current position that you're in, right? And think about how you can go so much further because of truly where you are and where you stand. And I, I use this a lot, this idea, like when I talk to people at work, because um, sometimes it's easy to get really downtrodden and to get like upset with yourself. But think about how much further back you would be if you didn't have what you have now, whatever that might be. Stop comparing yourself. We are unique with our own strengths and weaknesses. Well, if that's not heavy and a free <laughs> therapy session, I don't know what is, right? Comparison, and this is, there's a quote, comparison is like the thief of joy, right? Um, and I think sometimes comparison is important, right? In dance, we emulate, we, we try to um, look like other people, you know what I mean? Obviously, if someone's teaching us, we want to look authentic and like how they are teaching us, but there's a difference between constantly comparing yourself. Um, and we all are strong and weak in our own areas. And we were built like that. Um, we work for the greater good. So when we think about all that we do for dance, it's for something so much larger, you know, like, yes, it is for FDF and yes, it's for Greek festivals and yes, it's for HDF or performances at the white house that we did or whatever. But this is so much larger. It's way beyond that. And then the last one is the failure of the foolish, wicked man was that he didn't even try. He was too afraid to take that risk, look to fail, take the risk, and push boundaries. Whoa. That's heavy stuff. That's super heavy. That's exactly what it is. Don't, don't be the foolish person that finds the excuse to not do. Mm-hmm. Don't be the foolish person that says... Oh, I'm not going to reach out to that person. They probably don't have time mm-hmm. to talk to me. Right. You know, 
don't be the foolish person that says, I'll never be able to do that. I'm not good enough. Right. Um, Because, you know, I think what we heard the most out of all these people, like, they had no idea. Like, some of the musicians we talked to, Mm -hmm. they had no music training. They had no idea what they were doing, you know, how how to even hold the bow of the leader. Yeah. And almost every one of these instances, the people we talked to, they didn't go out and get lessons and figure out if they can do it. Mm -hmm. They went out and bought the instrument. And then Mm -hmm. said, okay. I have the instrument now. Let me figure out how to do mm-hmm. it. So it's it's believing that you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not giving up until you succeed in that endeavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just got to take that first step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Don't, don't think about it. Don't overthink about it. Don't keep making excuses why you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Take that step. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, like in the case of the musicians, they had an interest for something. Mm-hmm. They bought the instrument. Mm-hmm. And then it was okay. I have the instrument. Let me let me learn how to play it. Mm-hmm. The awesome thing about dance is you really don't have to buy anything. Right. If you want to do it, yeah, do it. If you want to master Cretan kicks, go for it. Go to YouTube. Yeah. Ask, reach out to any one of the people that we interviewed on this podcast and say, hey, can you point me in the direction of some good Korean Mm -hmm. uh, videos? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's the other thing is there is bad information out there. So, (laughs) you know, just (laughs) typing in, uh, you know, Benozali Kicks uh, is not going to necessarily provide you with all the resources that are good. but. Um, and if you see a video where somebody gets dropped on his head, like, <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. And don't judge us too hard for that. We were young and we were ambitious. Young. Yeah. And we forgot our, our belts for our men's costumes. So there was nothing to hold on to. Oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> now you're all going to go Google yeah. YouTube that <laughs> it's probably still up there. I'm sure oh, it it's still there. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what's funny is, so that clip, right? Like, and this goes back to what one of our, our guests said about being worried, you know, about how he or she was going to sound on the podcast is that people can be so judgmental. And, you know, we posted that on YouTube because one, the person was okay. And it was funny as hell. Like he literally, and he's kind of light and skinny where he was, he still is probably, but he was definitely much skinnier back then. And he just kept on going. Like the kick just kept on going. Um, <laughs> he just had his neck bent in half. Right. But well, he was fine. So that's of course why we posted it. But oh my God, some of the comments, and right. I don't know if they're still on there, but people were like, this dance group sucks. Like, okay, one, that was unintentional. Like, number one. B, like, don't you don't need to just judge our footwork. You know what I mean? And this was probably, when was that? 2010? Uh, earlier than, earlier that. than that, right? But like, you know, kind of going back to like the whole crux of this, if I had to give one piece of advice and, you know, I am more of a behind the scenes type of person, um, the planner, like the organizer type of person is go out there with a good heart and just have fun and 
don't be, it's not your job to judge all the time. And I'm saying that because I think I have learned from that. Like I think, I think, you know, prior to in different times of Maria, you know, there was judgment on my end a ton. Um, But just go out and realize that you are part of something that is so massive. um, And that truly without everyone's effort, I don't think Greek dancing would be what it is today. Hands down. I put money on that. Yeah. I'm not betting against that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I think, I mean, I think we've always known it, Mm -hmm. but this, this journey has really just reaffirmed the power of dance. Without a doubt. It is such a, such an incredible thing. Yeah. Um, And I think one of the things I loved most, um, and not everybody necessarily had this like huge epiphany moment with dance. Mm -hmm. Some people was just kind of like, you know, dance was always there. Yeah. And it was like this gradual build. Yeah. But like there was a number of people we talked to that had this like life changing moment. Mm -hmm. And every time I heard that, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like chills up my spine. Yeah. Um, it's such an intimate thing to share too. Like it's really, that's deep. Yeah. Cause like, I know, like, I mean, we talked about our stories Mm -hmm. at the beginning and like, I mean, I, I grew up dancing from a, I mean, literally from as long as I can remember. I mean, my first memories as a baby, mm-hmm. like I can, the ones that I remember, but like, <laughs> you know, I can Day remember one. like, I don't remember much from being like three, four years old, but that, yeah. that emotion, yeah, that excitement of going to dance at my Thea's house or mm-hmm. my dad putting records on like that, that memory is the most vivid and strongest memory mm-hmm. of childhood. So I yeah. grew up dancing and I grew up loving it, but I also had that aha moment too. Yeah. So it's like yeah. hearing that is just literally every time me and Maria were podcasting, we would mm-hmm. text each other and be like, I have chills running up my spine yeah. right now. Like yeah. the stories we heard were, they were moving. So moving. And so it, moving. it hit so like, it wasn't just like, oh, that's cute. Yay. No, like we yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. We went so deep. I hope, I hope all of you out there had that kind of reaction to it too. And that you were having the feels because yeah. we certainly did. Yeah. So coming up in season two, which is crazy. Like, look at us go. Um, we have a bunch of people already lined up. Um, musicians. Musicians. Dancers, of course. Yes, Dancers directors, Mm -hmm. students, students. Um, we are hoping to launch our podcast season two at the end of the summer. We know a lot of people are going to Greece, um, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, have safe trips, have good trips, um, enjoy for us. Um, and when we launch, um, I think we're going to try to do some like cool things this year, some like group podcasts, um, some, competition prep podcast just to talk to the people um who are judging like um jordan elrod was teaching today and he gave out like a nugget of like i would love to see at competition a set from this area because you could make a set just with dances from this island and it was like 
oh my gosh, like if people were actually really paying attention and really listening or recording, like there is an HDF set right there. Okay. You mm-hmm. need, you'll need to add a little bit to it and, and that kind of stuff, but, but it's there. So, um, we're going to try to do a whole mix of like getting to know people, learning their stories, but also some like useful things that you can put in your toolkit. Um, you know, in terms of like how to build a set, who to kind of contact or when to make that contact. Um, because we know that there's a lot of people who are coming out to these competitions, um, you know, that might be new to it or because, you know, nothing happened last year, they really want to go. Um, so if you have questions or if you, if you want us to tackle a subject, like if something is kind of burning, just send us, send us a message, find us on Instagram, Sirtos podcast, whatever. Um, and let us know, we'll get it answered. Well, that's exactly it. If you have questions, mm-hmm. like that's exactly what we're saying with this. Yeah, just reach out. Reach out. Like if if you if you need us to put you in contact with somebody that we interviewed, yeah, reach out. Yeah, we're we have such a passion for this and want to see it thrive and succeed. Yeah, um, we don't do this. I mean, there there's no money in it for us. Right. I mean, some people do you know, depend on dance as their, their income. income. And there's certainly nothing wrong with that, but a lot of people do this simply because they want to help. So, Mm -hmm. um, reach out. And even if you're not sure if somebody charges for something or whatnot, it doesn't hurt to reach out. Talk to them. I mean, maybe they're not the right person to help you, but they're, you know, nothing bad is going to come out of asking no. a question. No. What was that um, slogan back in the out, back in the day? Reach out and touch someone. What was that for? Don't reach out and touch someone. That could be misconstrued. <laughs> what was that for? It was for a product. <laughs> it was. I don't remember. I remember hearing that, but I can't remember. What yeah, it was. I'm gonna Google that. I'm gonna Google that. Um, let's see. Reach out and touch someone. <laughs> but so more importantly, is we want you guys to reach out to us. Um, and to let us know, like, what you want to hear, um, who you want to be on the podcast. If you want to be on, please don't be bashful. Like, you might be like, oh, my God, I don't have enough to talk about for an hour. Um, that's nonsense. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to talk about stuff um, and just to get to know each other. Like, that takes a little bit of time. Um, P.S. It was an AT&T commercial back in the day. Yes, that's yeah. creepy. It's a phone company. Yeah, weird. Um, anyway, so we are so excited for season two. Um, we thank you guys a million per- times over um, for listening and for sharing. Um, please help by keeping that going. And if you're here at Psyche Weekend, um, we're going to take a nap because we're tired. Um, and we went to the pool. We were at the pool at 630 this morning. So um, East Coast time. Definitely, we're still on. But um, come and say hi to us if you're here this weekend. Um, we're hoping to maybe even do a pop-up Psyche, um podcast. Um, but thank you again, everyone, for listening. Um, we couldn't have done this season without you, and we couldn't have booked um, all of our guests for next season without you either. So our debt of gratitude is due to you all. Thank you so much, everybody. Keep dancing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And taking naps. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everyone. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll be back with part two. We're going to get... We're going to be a little serious on part two of our season wrap-up, but in a good way. So, we'll see you soon.
Αγάπη στο κατ' 